right, Kevin Brown, are you there? I am here. All right, great to have you on. I know I was telling everybody a few minutes ago that I, I talked to you pretty much uh, a couple times a week about random stuff, life, you know, detailing or whatever. But I know that during our conversations, you, you know, typically have a, hey, I just talked, to, I spoke to this guy and there's a very interesting issue with this or that. or So it's kind of like, uh, you know, I wanted to hop on, you know, come back after a couple of years uh, hiatus here and sort of touch base. I know it's probably a lot of the same issues, but there's maybe different perspectives and um, quite frankly, I'm, I'm checking out all the new uh, podcast equipment. So I'm playing with a microphone and we'll have fun today, but um, you know, I wanted to touch base with you and sort of catch up first before we get into all the topics. How's how's life? How's uh, you know California? Is it still there? It's still here. It's, <laughs> it, it's surprisingly to the rest of the world. It's, it's it's a pretty nice place to live, and it's not as out there as you might think. But you don't get that relayed to you like, "Hey, great weather today in California." <laughs> yeah, I, we seriously. On a side note. I know people are like, wait a second, I called for, I listened to a podcast about uh, weather, but in New York, Connecticut here, we've seriously had, I think it's almost 22 or 23 straight days of rain. I'm, I we, heard. Yeah, it was like 23 hours. Like, it just got sunny here a little while ago, but it was 23 hours recently of just straight, hardcore downpour. I mean, it was like, we don't even know what to do with ourselves right now. But I know California's going through a drought, I think, right? Fires or whatever. Yeah, it's, it's, it's everywhere, but uh, it's such a big state that, you can see remnants of it or see trucks drive by that you know are heading to a fire, but it's not in your immediate area. When it's in your immediate area, there's no doubt you're, you're, t- you're paying attention to it. So I, I can imagine. Now, one of the last things that we did together, I guess the last time I saw you was with um, at Barry McGuire's house. And I don't think, yeah, we haven't done a podcast or anything since then, obviously. So I was just, you know, thinking about all the last time I saw you and, you know, the video we did is doing incredibly well, which was the, um, you know, what happens when you run into polishing mistakes or I, I got to look up the actual title, but basically, Hey, if it's not going the way that you want, um, you know, what do you do now? And so that's kind of what motivated me to get you on the phone. And I told people, uh, you know, my little preface before this, um, podcast was like, Hey, we're going to be talking to Kevin a bunch and have him on. And then, uh, with this new setup, I have somebody can call in right now, which I would be shocked if somebody didn't call cause it's during business hours, like, you know, a regular customer, but we can have multiple people on. Um, so it should be kind of fun. But anyways, the mcguire's thing is that the last like big project that we did together i'm trying to remember that's the last one Uh uh-huh it was a lot of fun and i still get calls about that or the topics in there or hey i kind of got lost in this part about you said don't use alcohol is that right and that's not what i said but it is nice to that people are listening to it and right getting good information and then the questions come out from that. So it's interesting how you could have that come out and what I might've suspected would be the questions of the day regarding what was in the video turn out to be something else. Right. Right. So that's, that, that's interesting. Yeah. So on that topic, like what you just reminded me something, cause I, I'm getting a lot of that too. I'm not, I gotta be honest with you. Sometimes it's a little bit confusing, you know, to me where, where what would you consider uh, the proper way. I'm, I'm, I'm posing this question as if I was uh, to kind of make you grit your teeth a little bit and, and uh, crack the question and, and do what you do and, and explain it a little bit better. So the question is, hey, Kevin, uh, you know, I'm detailing uh, my car and I waxed it 50 times yesterday or whatever, but now I want to polish my car and I want to compound it and I want to sand it and take the scratches off. I'm, I'm talking like a, you know, a, a layman or what have you. So I heard online and I saw in your video 
um, you have to strip it. But if I can't use uh, isopropyl alcohol or rubbing alcohol or gasoline or diesel fuel or flames or whatever, how do I get, how do I get that off if I can't use that? So I, I'm being a little bit facetious here, but how do you, like, how do you tell people how to strip their car if they can't use, you know, isopropyl Well, I, I just, I just let them know that in, in general, these products were designed for durability to protect the paint, to protect the rubber, to protect interior. And by taking something that's deemed a cleaning agent and then applying it to this durable protection layer, it does not guarantee that because this is a cleaner, it's going to remove that product in one shot, in five shots, in 10 shots, because some things are just not soluble or able to be dissolved or broken apart by the application of product A, B, or C. That's why we were talking about sometimes it takes two or three different ingredients if you really want to get technical to potentially completely remove that durable product on, on the surface. So, so rather than those guess, three? What would be those three? Well, as an example, okay, isopropyl alcohol, that's become some kind of an industry standard in one way. Of, yeah, wipe it down with IPA, whatever solution, whatever whatever dilution, do that. Some reason, guys are like, yeah, I wiped it down with IPA. We're good to go. Is, is the IPA beating off and rolling off? Yeah. Okay, well, why do you think that is? I mean, if it's hitting this layer of wax or polymer or sealant and then rolling off the surface, isn't that what that product was designed to do? Yeah. Okay, then what makes you think that it's actually removed? So isopropyl alcohol might be one. The typical wax and grease remover that has been used for decades in body shops that is used as a wipe down prior to applying primer or a base coat or a clear coat that removes stuff like finger, you know, hand, hand prints or, you know, fingerprint oils, uh, solvents, waxes. That, that's another one. Even a detergent, a typical soap solution or detergent is another one. So there's isopropyl alcohol, wax and grease remover, and a detergent. There's three right there that may have the potential when applied separately to remove that layer. In the interim, though, if the layer gets removed, let's say immediately after the isopropyl alcohol or partway through the detergent, and then you keep applying these other products, they have the potential to strip the paint or absorb into the paint. So they cause another problem that's it, almost as important as the fact that, hey, you've got a wax layer on there, and, I, and you're not going to be able to cut through that as readily as if it wasn't there, or it's going to integrate with your compound or your polish, or it's going to make your pad chatter and hop, and it's going to contaminate the pad on this super finicky paint that everybody's telling you is so hard to finish out. So that's why I was saying sometimes it's just easier to just shock and awe, put a bunch of compound or a bunch of polish, drop the speed and let it float a little while, and we know we're, we're, we're abrading it away. We're grinding it away instead of hoping to strip it away. And it's not as detrimental to the paint. It doesn't have as big of a negative impact other than, well, maybe you buffed a little too long and you took some of the paint off. But guess what? That's what you were trying to do anyway. You were trying to improve the, the look of the paint by grinding away some of the dead stuff, some of the, the damage. So that's kind of a plus, too, if, you're not, if you don't get ridiculous about it and buff for five minutes instead of buff for 30 seconds and wipe. So, so what if somebody's not going to buff though? Like, cause I'm, I'm starting to understand this more. What, what if, what if they're saying, okay, I'm not going to correct the paint, but I just want to put on and let's not get into the whole coating 
fiasco. Sure. Let's just say you're going to put a coating or you're going to put some miracle thing you got from the moon on, on your car, but you can't have any wax on there. You can't have anything. So, so in, if we're sticking with your, hey, IPA, wax greaser, and, and detergent soap versus shock and awe, which I think is a really cool concept to consider, let's consider that for compounding, polishing, paint correcting your car. That seems logical to me. What happens if someone's not going to do the grinding shock and awe? Like, what, what do you think? Well, the first thing is that the expectation's got to change in terms of if you know what a good expectation is. In other words, hey, I know what perfect paint looks like. I've seen it. I've brought bad paint to that level with a hand application of compound polished wax. I want to do that again. If you know the potential you have by hand, that's the starting point. If you don't know, then you're just going to be chasing your tail. I think most of your enthusiasts are learning that or have learned that, what an expectation should be by hand. And they may have done that and, and, and said, wow, my, that turned out great, but my gosh, I couldn't move for a week. That's why I'm buying a machine because I really like that look, but I don't like what, what I had to do to, to accomplish that by hand. Or if they haven't delved in that far, they're probably pretty happy with the result they got anyway. So again, um, let's talk about different, different levels of durability. I mean, if you have a traditional carnauba wax and then you take out more wax – the same one and you reapply that well some of the ingredients in that wax let's say it's a, a paste wax mm -hmm. well they're designed to keep the wax from hardening up in the can so they have emollients solvents fillers resins that help forestall the drying out of the wax itself so if it can keep that liquefied if you apply that to the surface of the car in any quantity there's a good chance it's going to help to dissolve that layer of wax that's on the paint already. So it's self-cleaning, in other words. You, you can't put a layer, let it dry, put another layer, let it dry, and then pretty soon you got so much wax, your doors won't open. You know, It's self-cleaning in that aspect. Do you get that same effect with a polymer, something that cross-links? Probably not. Probably to a small degree you do. So that's why you got to get into the, the abrasives, and you have, to, you have to step it up and say, well, I'm going to try and make this look better. Uh, I'm going to have to hit it with a fine hand polish and you have to go off of what, what the recommendations are on the label. And if you, if you applying a polish and you rub and rub and rub and not much changes, well, then you got to step up to the next aggressive level of compound. So, you know, it's just through trial and error, but being intelligent and as it's always been, it's become a standard thing is you use the least aggressive product first and go from there. Uh, what? So give me some, Let's just dive into that a little bit deeper here. Um, and I know the topic of today is obviously the top three refining issues, but I think this is one of the ones that I'm sure people call you about, which makes sense to one me. The, what we talked about in that video and what you're talking about now, it still impacts today. I don't want to sidetrack you, so tell me what you were what we were like, wanting to talk like about. What, tell me what – go to the extreme all the way to like the left side, meaning like the, you can be – to the right side is the least aggressive and – um, the shock and awe versus the IPA wax and, and, and detergent kind of concept. Go all the way to the left side of the spectrum. Let's say I zap the heck out of the paint. I mean, I hit it with IPA straight, the craziest waxing, you know, and detergent from the moon. Like I'm hitting, like tell me what in worst case scenario, what happens to the paint? Explain, explain why there would be an option 
to do one versus the other, meaning IPA stuff versus shock and all. Like, why does that exist? Well, I'm making this up. Uh, when you put too much IPA on fresh paint, it explodes into pieces and, you know, the right. paint falls well, off. I don't know. You tell me. What, what I want your fans and, and the enthusiasts to understand is I don't have a chemistry background. I don't have a mechanical, mechanical engineering background. I'm not always privy to the technologies. That being said, neither are they. Most of the guys that we're talking I, I to, have to I have to agree with you. I'm in, I'm sort of dabbling in that world. And the, and the, fascinating, the fascinating part about it is there's very little crossover between pure chemists who have the degrees and the intelligence versus pure detailing. That mix, like a Venn diagram, when the two things cross, there's very little yeah. of that where it's like, well, it does this, this, and this. And it's like, well, that's just not practical. I can't do this, this, and this. And they're like, oh, well, I made it so it goes this and this. And it's like, well, it, you can't use you know, I, I have to come up with a better example. But you see what I'm saying? There's no crossover. To, to, right. So, so uh, uh, for the most part, we're all in the same category that unless we had a background in this, we're not going to be able to get technical and explain things like, well, that there's. I guess do it a from a detailing perspective. Do it from like, hey, right. like, so go from that angle. Right. So, so tell me your question again. The question is if I were to use the worst case scenario, which is what people are using now, but like on steroids, meaning I'm, I'm doing it for, uh, for an example, like if I zapped with straight IPA or then straight wax and grease remover and straight detergent that's the strongest on the planet and I hit it so that I could on purpose damage the paint, what would that look yeah. like so that people well, listening could go like, oh my gosh, I think this is actually ha – you know what I mean? You see what I'm saying? I want to yeah. know what the consequence is. It would be easier on single-stage paint where when you would dry it out or strip it, it would look dull. So if you had a red car – and you hit it with lacquer thinner on a rag. Yeah. Well, the lacquer thinner is really gonna, is a great stripping agent, a great cleaner. And if you rub the top of your car for a while and stop, and then the lacquer thinner evaporated, you say, "My gosh, it sure is dull where I was wiping." Wow, what did I do? Well, you stripped the paint, you dried it out, you oxidized it. And I'm saying that repeated exposure to these type of ingredients that are designed to strip, or at least we're using them for that purpose, are doing that. So at some point, uh, there's absorption, even if th if there's a protective layer, it could theoretically be absorbing through that. But let's say you overdid it. You, you use something way too strong. It's detrimental to the, the longevity of the paint. It dries it out, which causes it to lose its ability to expand and contract, to twist and flex and bend. And eventually, you get catastrophic failure, maybe not clear coat uh, delamination, but definitely you you've shrunken the life of the paint versus if you just would have taken a layer off by grinding it away. Mm. So I'm saying that if you want to ensure that it's gone, if you want to ensure that you're, when you're polishing, that you're actually polishing paint with no other ingredients mixed in, then sometimes it's better to just say, you know, I'm just going to grind it away. I'm going to, I'm going to load it up with some polish and cruise with my little pad and, and go that way right. versus hoping that my IPA or my wax and grease remover, or, Hey, a guy might even be susceptible to uh, being very sensitive to these products, even with rubber gloves. I mean, I had the same thing happen to me through all the years of washing cars and using detergents and acids where my hands after long details or even after a long day of work, the next day would feel like I momentarily touched a hot pan, just 
you know, seared my hands, you know, it mm. would look like they were sunburned. And, and I actually had a customer had some really cool cars. And I mentioned to him about my hands having problems with acid, I think. And he was like, he said, no, no, he was in, he, he was a doctor. He said, no, very likely that's the, the detergent getting in your skin and continually, uh, continue to dissolve your skin essentially. And even with gloves, it would get in behind the glove with soapy water and stay inside the glove, making things even worse. So there's certain people that are more susceptible to damaging themselves or their skin with these products. They can't use those. So in, that, in those situations, again, putting uh, some liquid on a, on, a, on a pad and abrading things away might be a, a better option for them. That, that is a concept I never really even considered. You know, yeah, it's one of the re- it actually is one of the reasons I quit. I, I, I thought about, you know, maybe it's time to make a change because I can't figure out how to get around this problem of my hands being damaged. And if it's, if it's burning and it's making my skin sensitive to my hands, which is one of the most thickest, durable areas of skin I have, right. what's that doing to my body? I right. mean, what, what's the long-term effect of that? So yeah. that it's, one, it's one of the reasons I went away from that. Yeah, I, I, that is not... That's a point that I didn't consider, which now I'm, that I think about it is more the most important point out of all the points that I think you've made today are the, the safety and health aspect. And I think from a, from a manufacturing perspective, as much as I can say that is, uh, you know, that's something I've really been focusing on because, you know, I have my two-year-old and three, like I want to be around and um, oh. I just totally, I've, I'm focused on that, but I wasn't in with respect to this IPA shock versus shock and awe. I just, it didn't even occur to me. I was like, oh, I'm damaging the paint. And then once you said that, I was like, oh, geez, what an, it, you know, when something is so basic that you feel like an idiot that you're like, geez, I didn't even think of that. You're using heavy degreasers and soaps and stuff. That's probably not great for you. Honestly, who cares about the car at that point? You know what I mean? Like if you're debating how good your paint's going to be versus like your hands feeling like they're burning off. Yeah. I'm a car lover, but please like. No yeah, and, and I don't even know if it was just the detergents because I'm using compounds on a regular basis. And right. I'm using polishes, and I'm, you know, back then I wasn't really priming with my hand. I still catch myself doing that today. I like squirt on some polish, prime it with my hand. Ah, whatever. It's just you know, I'm wiping that off. Big deal. Go. Let's just go. And reality, reality is, is hey, you know, why did you? I don't even think. Well, why did my? Why was my hand more tender the next day? Yeah, it's not because you primed that pad forty times. No, it couldn't be that. No, no, no. Of course. Not. <laughs> you know, so that never did. Re- that, that never restored in my body. It still has a uh, an issue with harsh harshness of chemical or abrasion or whatever it is. Yeah, Very and 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 to sum up this little part before we go into the next one because we're uh, got about ten more minutes. I'm trying to be. Uh, loyal to the my plan here of staying to 30 minutes and i appreciate your time by the way but um i think i just kind of had a little bit of a breakthrough the reason <laughs> i just it all boils down to like certain things it's you know decisions and and the way people uh make decisions and this particular one i'm going to go out and say that the ipa I'm, i have a little chart here because i list you know I, I just realized that i'm recording this duh and i'm also writing it down which is kind of idiotic but I'm writing at the same time, trying to keep up with all your notes. I'm like, oh my gosh, I have to get all of Kevin's genius into the thing. I'm like, oh, wait a second, I'm recording this. But anyways, on my little notepad here, I have the IPA wax and grease remover and detergent space versus, because I have to compartmentalize this in my brain, shock and awe. And I'm thinking about like, well, wait a second. Okay, Kevin makes really good points. I, okay, I see this. And then you then you threw on top the icing on the cake or whatever you want to call it, the whole health 
aspect of it. I'm like, ah. oh yeah, duh. Okay, so we're going shock and awe on most cases. I'm like, well, wait a second. Why wouldn't people do shock and awe? And then it boiled down to the, like the thing that I think makes sense for everybody. It's just harder. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah, it's just a great idea. Just like wipe it down. Good to go. Move on. Let's get. Let's go make some money. And to me, that's well, lo- that's logical. That makes sense. It's it's easier. Let's do that. But it's probably not the best thing for the paint or your body. Is that a fair statement? That's true. And the other thing to remember is, we're you and I are extremists in this realm in terms of saying, "Hey, I want to strip the paint." I take that literally to the nth degree. Like, okay, mm-hmm. you want to guarantee it stripped, then you got to do this, that, this, that, that. Reality is, is in most cases, one of these mist on wipe off strippers probably do a pretty good job for the average guy, you know, get some degree of that away. They're happy with what's happening and they, they enjoy this fully. I mean, you remember those days, Larry, when you would enjoy everything you were doing on a car. Okay. (laughs) I'm not saying you don't now, but you had a different mindset. It was just so enjoyable and interesting to learn and then wonder, wonder if I just get a different product, maybe it'd give me a different result. So you'd buy 12 different things and you'd still have the same issue. And that's when you start to focus either say, well, I'm going to lose interest in this now, or no, I want to continue. And obviously I'm doing something not right, or I need to change something else besides continually changing my polishes because they're all doing the same thing and not giving the results i want so it's interesting to go from a perspective of a new or pure enthusiast versus somebody that's done this a while versus somebody that's trying to analyze us for those new enthusiasts right or for an expert that an expert that doesn't have time or doesn't have the mindset like someone like i do i do they don't take that on they just want to work and they just want to accomplish work faster and give a better job and move on with their life I guess what I'm saying is everyone has a different point of view or a, a, a depth of interest in what we're talking about. You want to strip the paint and you really want it done? Well, I'm going to take that serious mm-hmm. myself and say, well, here's what you'd have to do. The other, the other guy's like, man, they're really delving into this a little too far. I just want to know if it's if it's safe to wipe my car down with IPA. Okay, in general, yes, it is. Right. Okay, is it going to strip some of the stuff? Yeah, in general, yes, it is. So we're we're really oh. talking about like the definition of what it is to remove grease. And I know, and quite frankly, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably as crazy and mental as we are, or you would have turned off. So I, I don't really apologize for going deep into it, I think. I, I think that's the fun part in terms of uh, letting your brain uh, masticate on this and, and, yeah. and go around, because then, then eventually you may just come back and say, you know what? Maybe a quick IPA wipe down is not that bad in this case. Because th- then, cause when you brought that up, of hey, you took this literally that whole point you were making, I went like, oh yeah, that makes sense. You're t- Kevin Brown. It seems to be black or white. You know what I mean? So hey, we're you're gonna remove, you're gonna remove. But maybe somebody, maybe you don't need with whatever product you're putting on the endless amount of products. Maybe it doesn't require anything more than a quick wipe down with X Y Z IPA type product to put it on. Right. Like yeah, yeah, and you know used to sell at car shows and a guy would walk in what do you got that's new uh, okay well here's what's new okay i'll take that and give me some of that you know that product there that i use all the time that was his mindset yeah, it's like going to the if apple somebody... store you're like oh what, what cool thing do they have now yeah i, I can appreciate yeah. that he's into this he wants it on the shelf he wants to know he's up to date he's enjoying this he's buying it like it's a like it's it's a meal or a, a soft drink or a beer he's just enjoying the whole thing that which we all would love to do is always enjoy the things that we do. Right. The other guys, the guys I'm talking to though, they're not enjoying their situation. 
Okay. Some of these guys have been dealing with this situation for a day. So they're trying to solve days. a problem. Is that what you're saying? Yes. And if I just go, well, in general, no, that's not going to work. They wasted more time. Where are they going to turn to? So I want to be the stopping point for those issues. I want to resolve those. And so that's where my mind is now right. when I get a call and say, Kevin, what do you think about the, the missed on wipe off ability of the average cleaning product? I'm going to go a little more extreme with you and ask you 15 questions before I give you a good answer. Right. So I'm not trying to scare people away or sound as if I'm overly intelligent. I'm just saying, look, I don't have a background in these things, but here's how my mind is thinking about it when you ask these questions. Right. So take, take it for what it's worth. Yeah, no, I think you I think you bring a good point, and I think you've been around enough on Facebook and YouTube or whatever, if you say something and it's taken out of context, you know, you'll be chewing on that for the rest of your life kind of thing. So I, I, I am sure, and I will say and stand in front of you here and say, people listening to this understand that we went down a crazy rat hole right there. And then we came back up and we went back down again. And I think that exercise of going in and out and making your brain flex a little bit, mm -hmm. uh, I think it's fun to go. For me, I learned from going extreme to extremes. At least that's what my wife says. You know, I Same have to, with me. I have to understand both sides, and then I can kind of chew my way to the middle and understand the middle. So, you know, I can appreciate you prefacing all those things, but again, the people listening are like, oh, yeah, I totally get it. Hey, if the IPA thing works for you and that product works for that particular product, then do that. Fine, great. But the point of this particular podcast was to talk to you about people who are calling you saying, oh, my God, I'm freaking out. I've been working on this for a day. I, you know, all these kind of things. So they're solving a problem, and you're giving them this shock and awe as a, another way to, I guess, yeah. reach yeah. the Yeah, and, and before you go, uh, there are some areas of the country, or maybe somebody doesn't have it on the shelf, where they can't use wax and grease remover. It's been – it's a violation in that area. Uh, as an example, in the early 90s in California, or at least in my county, they banned the use of wax and grease remover, mm. the, the industry standard. So where I used to buy a, a gallon of wax and grease remover for 11 to $13 or whatever, 16 for the really good stuff, uh, I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it at all. Neither could the body shops. So they came out with a product that was twice the money that had an ammonia base that you'd say, well, I mean, for me, I wasn't using wax and grease remover to wipe the car down prior to painting. I was cleaning door jams with it, removing tar, letting it soak. And when, when that went away and I bought this $22 gallon of ammonia based cleaner and I sprayed it on grease and tar and it just rolled off and hit the floor. Like, well, that's a major problem for me. What am I going to do now? Well, I had to do what everybody else did and use something that was way more harsh and way more damaging. In my case, I'd have to use something like WD-40 or mm -hmm. gunk or some kind of heavy, strong solvent to dissolve the grease. And eventually, uh, the same issues must have been happening with the body shops because that was reversed. And now you can buy stuff such as wax and grease remover. In some in instances, it's not called that, though. You know, lacquer thinner is gun cleaner. You know, in some some counties, you don't have lacquer thinner you can buy off the shelf unless you go to Home Depot and buy it there. It's safe to have it there. It's not safe to sell it at, at a paint supply place uh, as lacquer thinner. It's gun cleaner. So it's just interesting how things change. Uh, but anyway, that was mainly to say that, hey, maybe you can't get product A or you don't have product a so you reach for another one i'm just saying there's an alternative which is grind things away rather than try to liquefy and strip them away i th i think that's a uh 
you know, I, my <laughs> I told you this was going to happen, but I, the people listening, I, I've prefaced it like a thousand times, and I'll, I promise I won't do any more than this particular podcast. But we're going to take the the episode where it goes. So the the ep, the title was top three refining issues. I'm scrapping that. This is uh, should you IPA, <laughs> <laughs> should you IPA your pain? So if they're like, wait, I, wait I'm waiting for the other one. So we're at uh, exactly 30 minutes, and I'm trying to stay clear here. So what I'm going to do is uh, we're going to sign off, and then uh, we're going to start another episode. Um, so make sure you click on the next one for the question I'm going to ask Kevin. And again, these these titles, you know, it is what it is. I'm changing them as the, uh, we're having fun here. I'm, I'm trying to be a little looser than I am on particular, you know, on the videos. But the next question I'm going to ask you, do not answer it now. But think in the back of your mind, when somebody calls you up and says, hey, man, I want more power in my machine. I want to do more cutting. I want to do, I want to get, do more stuff with my machines. That's going to be the next topic. Um, so make sure you download uh, the next one. Of course, uh, I'm Larry from AmmoNYC.com. Visit my website, et cetera. You know Kevin Brown. If you're listening to the podcast, I'm sure you know Kevin Brown. It's BuffDaddy.com. Go and uh, check out all his stuff. If you're going to buy something, obviously buy from Kevin because he's the man. Um, Thank you. No, no worries. Of course, everybody's got to help uh, us small guys here. So much appreciated. Anything else? Actually, you don't need any sign-offs. We're going to hang up. We're going to do it again because uh, I'm trying to stick to 20, 30 minutes in case somebody's got to go. And they're like, you know, we'll start a new episode. How's that sound? You okay with that, Kevin? All right. Very good. Thank so, you. So don't go anywhere. We're going to come right back in the next episode. Thanks for listening. And we'll uh, talk to you guys soon. Bye.